You're listening to the Nutanix Community Podcast with Dwayne Lesner and Angelo Luciani, Episode 73. Here we go. This week on the podcast, we have an NTC roundtable discussion. And by the way, this is my first time hosting five people on the podcast. We have community members Mike Dent, Wouter Kirsten, Renee Bigler, Dave Strum, and Timon Watson. We want to share some thoughts on working from home, tips to consider, supporting customers from home, what has worked, and rapidly scaling infrastructure to meet the growing work-from-home demand. On a personal note, I hope you're all safe and looking after your families and doing what you can for those around you and in need. When we get through this, let's look back and be proud of how we cared for others. So with that, let's join the conversation. It's great to have you all on the podcast today. I know everyone is heads down supporting customers, organizations, and infrastructure. And I wanted to pull together a few folks from the community to talk about some of the dynamics around working from home, as I suspect many people have not had to do this for an extended period of time or at all. Also, what it's like to support your organization with rapidly scaling infrastructure. So it's great that we have the collective wisdom of the community here today to talk about it, because I know we have some challenging times ahead. Yeah, the uh, the uncertainty of not knowing kind of what tomorrow really is going to hold or what we're going to be able to do is uh, it's just kind of every day is a guessing game as to uh, what we what we can do or what we might be able to do tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is quite an unprecedented situation really to get into. And as, as everyone said here, it's just the unknowns at the moment. Um, I mean, my organisation is doing the same as a lot of you, has been effectively shot by the government, but we've got no idea of timescales at the moment of, of just how long the, this is going to last for. Is it weeks or months? Yeah, and uh, I think that, and this is, uh, for me, this is really different than um, SARS. If you, you can think back to SARS, I don't, I don't even recall like this level of uh, folks working from home, stay home, um, that kind of um, that kind of thinking. It's it's really gone to a, a different level. I think it's uh, at a completely different scale these days. Yeah, we're talking about uh, hundreds of thousands of uh, people working from home, home all over Europe and soon all over the states, probably and Northern America as well. I know many of you uh, work from home already, but now with the added aspect of the entire family working from home for an extended period of time, in addition, your kids being home for an extended period of time, um, I know uh, school breaks have been extended. Are there any new dynamics that you're you're dealing with or coping with around that? Well, actually, try, trying to work when you have two teenagers sitting on each other's lips that get into fights all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to become the referee. Yep. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say with... Go ahead. Oh, sorry, yeah, I've, I've got almost the opposite problem. I have, I have a four-year-old who demands attention all the time. <laughs> and uh, as soon as he sees a Skype call or a Teams call and lots of faces looking there, immediately wants to join in and, and take part <laughs> in the action. <laughs> and, then, and then the other challenge is two adults at home, um, both, I guess, with kind of fairly high-pressure jobs, trying to do video calls at the same time with a four-year-old, arguing over the bandwidth of, hey, hey, come on. 
my, my connection's dropping out as soon as you start talking. So there's uh, a bit of juggling that as well. And um, establishing personal space. Who gets the premium place to put the laptop yeah. and get you, you <laughs> out right. the window while they're working from home? And who gets stuck in the spare room? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I was going to say, my, my biggest uh, change recently with, with this stint of working from home is, again, I've got a five-year-old that that wants to be, you know, seen by everybody or you know, needs needs help, um, you know, being a, game, uh, a level on Nintendo Switch, right? <clears throat> when she's usually in school whenever I'm working from home. So that's been a big change for me. Yeah, and and um, maybe something that is sometimes overlooked in, in cases like this, and and you, you folks might have experienced this too, uh, is is your home internet, right? Before it was just maybe getting um, used very little, and now it's got maybe like three, four computers uh, over over it. Uh, plus, uh, the kids are probably uh, on net Netflix or or streaming uh, some videos on YouTube. You might have some music on that you're streaming. There's more, uh, more use on that internet bandwidth uh, all of a sudden, and um, it can at some times become a, a premium, like 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 we mentioned. Um, I don't. Have you guys had any uh, internet out, out, outages uh, recently, or no? Are you guys all good so far? I, I've been very good. I, I'm lucky to have a fiber connection at home, so we have 100 max yeah. up and down. So we're. Uh, You've got a good connection, so. But I have had colleagues that have uh, disconnected from calls and everything. Right. Yeah, I, I'd say you know I'll kind of to reiterate on the the last question is I guess I'm I'm in the minority is that I don't have kids. Um, my wife and I both work from home, so not much has changed for us. Right. Other than the exception of not being able to go work out at the customer site, right? So right. Kind of having a schedule that I'm I'm home. And then leave and home and leave and kind of bounce back and forth from the kind of that that initial stint of working from home or getting used to it. Not much has changed for my schedule. Right. It's still the kind of the same thing. We both go to our office. We both kind of do work. And again, no kids. So right, right. I don't have to worry about, you know, having having a teenager or a five year old or a, or a, a, a two year old all of a sudden show up and, and interfering my day. I just have to worry about dogs barking. Uh right at that most inopportune time during a conference call. Right. Um, but, but for the internet bandwidth, I think, you know, Dave can probably join me on this one is, as we're lucky where we live, um, AT&T, we have fiber to the home and we have one gig up and one gig down. So again, very fortunate, knock on wood to, uh, you know, once we left the cable world and go, went to uh, the fiber world, much more stable and our bandwidth has been great. So again, being able to do video calls all the time or Skype calls or and, and have multiple PCs running, haven't had, you know, again, knock on wood, we've been lucky, haven't had an yeah. issue. Yeah. There was a, there was an interesting announcement uh, today in, in Swiss media uh, about Netflix and YouTube uh, lowering the, the, the resolution, the quality of, of, of their streaming, uh, uh, services to to make free the bandwidth for work from home. So okay, it seems to be a, a something that uh, people people care about. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. well, we had um, yesterday was day two of beside uh, our entire organisation working from home, and about midway during the day, one of the um, intermediate internet providers to, uh, between the academic network and the public networks, they had a problem on one of their connections. 
So suddenly we've got all these phone calls coming through. Citrix is not working properly. We can't access these resources, right. uh, which was an interesting one because people don't really understand the amount of different routes there is between their, between their home and the workplace. And the interesting thing was it really depended what ISP they were on. We, we had literally had people who were, I'm sitting with my computer, plugged into my network, I can't access resources. Yeah, if I get my phone on a different network, everything's fine. So it was, uh, yeah, an interesting one to try and educate your users um, just about how many things have to align up for them to get the perfect connection coming through. Right, yeah. And um, I, I feel really jealous uh, at these internet speeds you guys are, are getting because my 33.6 uh, modem <laughs> that I used to access the internet, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, is not as fast. So you guys are really uh, must you guys are in the future or something because I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm just stuck on hearing that. That uh, telephone negotiation sound when connecting to the internet. Uh, I, I love that. So maybe that's what's holding me back from upgrading. But wow, that's that's incredible. Um, that, that's your, that's your Spotify, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, generally speaking, what are some of the tools that you that um, you got that you guys find that you're using uh, from home? I, I'm sure it's it's very similar across the board for all of us. But what are some of the, the sort of the remote remote um, work from home tools that that you guys are, are spending a lot of time on? You know, is it is it like Zoom or video conferencing type stuff or um, the Slack, the instant messaging teams, etc.? What are some of the um, the things that you guys are using? Primarily a Microsoft Teams shop. So all of our internal communication has been, you know, via Microsoft Teams. Um, I have customers that only use Slack. So I also have Slack open. Um, and then I've got one crazy customer that uses WebEx teams. So I've got three of those uh, solutions open at any given time. Um, but most of the most of the calls have been over Microsoft Teams. Right. Yeah, same for us, uh, because uh, I guess it's uh, at least in Europe, uh, in education, Microsoft is uh, doing quite a good job uh, with offering free Office 365 for education and uh, for us, it's mainly Teams, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're the same as well. So we're Teams. We had to do a very quick rollout of Teams across the university in a couple of days to support uh, remote working because we really weren't quite at the place we wanted to be with our Office 365 before rolling it out. And it's it's an amazing tool. And it's, it's incredible how it actually changes your home working experience. Because I used to work from, or do work from home fairly frequently, but it used to be I'll go home and I've got a, a big meaty piece of work, a bit of design work, a bit of documentation where I don't want any distractions and I can get a full day sitting at it. That goes out the window once you start having teams because you're so easy to contact that yeah. you just have the alerts popping up. You can't turn them off, but it, it really does transform the way you work. The fact that you can just interact with people almost as if you were in the office, right. being able to quickly call ad hoc meetings, pull people together, have video chats, share screens. It's been this last week. I don't think we would have really been able to function without it. I mean, at one point, I was in three simultaneous Teams meetings at the same time, oh, jumping wow. backwards and forwards between them, which I wouldn't recommend. It's quite confusing, but it, <laughs> yeah. it, it does demonstrate the power of the technology. Wow. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty surprised uh, how Azure is doing with, with the, the traffic they have to handle at this stage. So that there have been some smaller issues, of course, uh, but the uh, it, it worked this, this week, and, and I think that all over Europe we're talking about uh, 
uh, hundreds of thousands of, of users uh, starting to, to, to work with Teams, video calls and, and all those stuff. Yeah, the, the figures that we've seen of 7 million new users this week, which is quite impressive. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think Teams is up over 40 million users, I think, total now. I think it is. And like you said, 7 million just one week. Wow. So they're 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 they're, no, they're holding up well then. That's great. Yeah, so far I have no access in my in my Teams management portal portal at at this time to the to the uh, statistics data because they're, they're uh, uh, coming in uh, behind. <laughs> the, yeah, the, our biggest challenge rolling out Teams was you couldn't access the management portal. All you got was a spinning wheel yeah. and an error message. That, yeah, was, yeah, that yeah. was the biggest challenge. Wouter, did you have anything to add? Yeah, for us, we are already primarily using Zoom and Slack. So yeah, for right. the, for the customers, and, and but we we start our meetings a bit earlier. We have all the webcams turned on instead of off. Uh, have fun with the virtual backgrounds, of course. Right. So yeah, yeah, and and so just to touch on a um, something um, Timon said, uh, where you said you were in three uh, meetings at the same time. I think when you're when you're working from home, one of the uh, one of the aspects is really getting into your work or deep work. You know, uh, sort of um, not getting distracted and really getting into what you're you're working on because it's e- it's easy to get distracted. Um, uh, are there any have have you have you guys come across like any um, any tips you can share with new folks that are working from home or? Um, anything that that you've discovered? Hey, this is this. You know, if I position my de- if I if I have a stand up desk, it, it helps um, helps throughout the day to to get a little you know to stretch a little bit, etc. Or even if you had one of those um, um, what are they called the the treadmill desks? You know, at least you're you're getting a little <laughs> bit of exercise each each day. But um, you know, in addition to getting into deep work, is there anything um, to help help? new folks working from home that that they they might not come to mind that they they could be or should be considering doing don't forget to take breaks i think uh, that's important right. yeah i'm a big proponent of um you know standing i've got I, i'm lucky enough to have a standing desk and i stand at least th- uh, at least 40 minutes every hour um and then after that hour you know go downstairs and get a drink or just kind of step away for a few minutes um, so that I can right. refocus once I can get back upstairs to, to my office. Yeah, I, will, I always try to go uh, during the afternoon. I go take a walk with dog. But at least that's something we can still do. In Belgium, they are not even allowed to go outside anymore. Okay. So, yeah, it, it is challenging. I always try to keep some music on just to relax. Um, yeah, and... and it's hard sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and and I and I should add that your your music choices are a little. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, I think it's the video game. What was it, Wouter? One time you shared with us. Is it the video game soundtrack, or am I am I off? If I am trying to focus and really concentrate, uh, I, I think I even got that one from you. It's sound, the, right. the soundtrack, the video game soundtracks, right? right. Yes. I think that's I think one of the, the biggest challenges for somebody who's never worked from home before. All of anxiety that. People are going to think you're sitting around not doing anything. Right. So you, you get the people who are constantly checking in all the time, jumping on every email to reply just to say, hey, hey I, I am here and I am doing things. And I think it's it's getting that comfort that, you know, everybody understands you're home. This is going to be a new situation for thousands of people. Your employer trusts you that you're home. You're doing the best that you can. And as everyone else has said, take regular breaks, get up and move around. 
because in your normal work environment, you're turning around, you're talking to people, you're getting up, you're walking between meetings, you know, you're going to the coffee machine. It's very easy at home just to end up sitting pretty much motionless from nine till five. Yeah. It's glued to the screen. So yeah, regular breaks and keep hydrated. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, having worked worked from home kind of exclusively, I guess for the last 15 years, the biggest thing that I found was to, when I started doing this was I realized I couldn't keep the nine to five schedule that I did if, when I was working in an office, right? It, it, if I did that, I found that I was going to be working from nine until like eight o'clock at night because I just, I didn't know when to turn it off because I was just sitting at my desk. It was comfortable at home. Right. So I found that I, I kind of had to plan around my own schedule that worked for me working from home, right? So maybe I start early, take a break midday, work a little bit longer or, you know, work for a couple hours, go cut the grass or, or do something just to try to break up my day a little bit. Yeah. Cause to be honest, I don't go out to lunch a lot now when I'm working from home, like I did when I'd be working in an office. So I, I really found that I had to kind of build my schedule around what worked for me, but also that didn't impede on customers across different yeah. time zones or different projects, things like that. Um, that took me, I'd say probably a good year to really find a good rhythm for something that worked for me before I got kind of settled into a good strategy uh, long term. Yeah, no, that's that, that that's great advice. Yeah, I, I also try to stay hydrated. I try to take breaks. I let my Apple watch remind me to, to stand up, uh, you know, 10 minutes on the hour. Um, I'm also lucky enough to have a, a, a standing desk uh, that I picked up at Ikea um, that I that I'm trying to use more uh, as a standing desk. <laughs> But uh, I just got to get more into that routine. But yeah, it's it's super super important. Like like we've said, um, you can get stuck sitting at sort of at that desk nine like the, the, that whole eight hours, let's say, and it's just it it can, it can get a um, a little a little hard. You lose start to lose um, your focus, etc. So yeah, it's it's really important. So I hope I hope some of these uh, ideas help folks understand new folks that are working from home understand what what um just give them some ideas and thoughts on what they can do to to help them get through through their day what i wanted to touch on now is sort of uh, how do we uh how do we how are you guys coping supporting uh your customers and or your clients uh remotely few of you have a few thousand uh clients and customers and 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 just sort of how are you sort of coping with that? Um, how how is sort of the dynamics have changed? Uh, how are people reaching out to you? How are you, you know, have you have you have you had to scale up uh, hardware and software? Uh, have, have you had to buy more licenses for 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 things? How, how have you sort of coped uh, with that? And um, maybe share a little bit of your your you know the kind of the environment you're you're working in. I'll I'll say for us, you know, we were kind of fortunate as a, as a company ourselves to be already 100% in the cloud, right? So all of our stuff is either um, through a SaaS provider of some sort or we're in Azure, so we have no footprint. So for us to be able to go kind of push everybody out from the, the main office wasn't that difficult. So, but again, we're, we're supporting a small footprint you know, uh, internally, but from our customers, I think the one thing we've learned is that a lot of them either uh, weren't ready for this kind of forced transition of making everybody go remote. And so they were either in the midst of, you know, evolving to a VDI solution or, trying just starting the policy around working from home because there's so many companies that still don't you know it's it's just not allowed um but all of a sudden it's forced so we we you know we're getting engaged a lot now i'd say on you know how do we get here not 
just from a technology perspective, but how do we get there from a personnel perspective, from a, you know, just a practice perspective of now all of a sudden I go from seeing all my employees every day to, I'm not going to see my employees. I don't know when again, right. um, how do I get from start to finish with that? So it's not just, you know, the technology part of it, but just the, the policy around what that's going to look like from a day-to-day perspective. How do you manage your teams? How do you continuously check in with your teams? Not overbearing, but how do yeah. you make sure that your, your employees are comfortable at home and, and can still work? Yeah, um, I can I can come in here as well. So we are uh, we're a Citrix customer. So I mean, we already had a fairly well established Citrix environment, although. Interestingly enough, it probably wasn't used that much externally by people. It was mostly internal for thin client users and various published applications that we've got. So that's now flipped around completely, where it's now predominantly external people because all the buildings are now closed. So we've scaled that up um, quite quite substantially. I think we went from about 38 servers up to about 100 that we've commissioned over the last few days. Um, the, the usage actually hasn't increased that much from what we would see normally, but there's been not that many of our um, of our students connecting. So I'm expecting over the next few weeks for that to, for that to start increasing. Um, the, our university as well also has quite a large engineering department and architecture department, and there are people who have not really been catered for before with our with our current Citrix environment. So that's one of the areas that we're looking at is how we can provide the sort of the GPU backed high powered right. VDI for them. Um, and then for staff, really, it's been the rollout of Teams. That was something that was in our roadmap, but it was going to be a bit later on in the year. So that's been brought right forward <laughs> just to be able to enable that collaborative working and working from home environment that we have as well. And we were also quite early in the transition of moving away from desktops to laptops. So that's going to be something which is going to be a bit of a challenge for us as well. Because I say that one of the things which has been surprising is there's quite a lot of people at home now who don't have computers. Right. You kind of working in IT, you expect everyone's got a laptop or, or a desktop or something like that. But with the, with the rise of tablets and smartphones, people can do so much on them now that they, that's what they've got. So that, that's been the other challenge is that people just don't really have devices at home, which is conducive for working for a, a full day. Yeah. I had a conversation with uh, a friend of mine this morning that he's had a bunch of his employees go work from home and he's not just battling the no devices at home, but some of his employees don't have internet access at home just because they've never needed it because they've not been work from home employees. So they just don't have it. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to kind of piggyback off of what, what Mike just said was, you know, I've got a couple customers that are are very rural customers and, and, you know, they're lucky if they've got, you know, three to five megabits per second on their internet connection. So you throw, you know, your kid watching YouTube or streaming Netflix onto the same connection that you're trying to work from home over a VDI connection. And all of a sudden your experience is, is really bad um, from a VDI perspective, just because of that bandwidth constraint. So for us, uh, as of today, uh, technology works so far. The biggest challenge was uh, we discovered from our three and a half thousand students uh, a lot of them never used their uh, school-provided uh, user account to log in. Oh. So it was basically their first time um, they had to enroll into self-service, password reset, and, and provide their uh, mobile phone number and set up an authenticator app <laughs> and all those stuff. Because uh, I don't know how they work at school, but uh, obviously we have some uh, classes that... Uh, 
never used that account. <laughs> and this was the biggest challenge uh, from supporting them uh, how how to get online. <laughs> Super. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, too, with, you know, he kind of brought up the, the people, you know, having set up Authenticator. We've also seen, you know, customers that are using MFA um, for some external staff like um, they, that work from home, like their executive staff. Um, and now they're sending those um, employees home that have never thought about ever working from home. And there's this mad rush to have to set up multi-factor authentication for those yeah. users to authenticate. So that so that's a great uh, segue into um, this 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 question that I've been ref- or this the thoughts that I've been reflecting on. You know, are there any during this this sort of crisis time? Are are there any observations or some uh, challenges to some assumptions you had before the crisis that you're that you're seeing now. And, and I know I, I shared a little bit about this uh, before we started, but what, what I've seen, what I've heard, sorry, what I've actually heard from a few friends of mine that work in IT is a lot of the, these companies have um, business continuity sites set up, right? Where they have um, maybe 200 desktops in, 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 a, in a building on a floor. Um, uh, and now they're, they're finding that with everyone working from home, a lot of those business continuity sites are not uh, used and therefore might not be needed, right? If everyone can work from home and still get get things done, those sites might not be needed. So now there's kind of, I'm wondering, is there this thinking now where uh, when things get back to normal, will companies begin to reevaluate their business continuity and say, hey, do we really need that that site with 200 PCs where we have to update uh, and patch each month, uh, purchase licenses for, test out every, you know, when we do a DR test or something, we need to go there and test test them out. Do we need to do all that? The COVID-19 crisis sort of showed that we can actually get people to work from home. Yeah, I, I think uh, when when we talk about end-user computing, we, we have to acknowledge uh, it's not about Citrix and VMware anymore. So end-user computing is, is Office 365, all those SaaS applications and all, all those stuff, how to, to manage uh, personal endpoints with Intune or whatever uh, you want to use. Uh, it's, it's, we see the same thing. Uh, we, we provide our students and, and uh, faculty staff uh, members uh, with, with uh, Citrix access uh, to, to, the, to the VDI. But... Uh, these days, uh, it's, it's not heavily used because obviously they can do what they have to do with all the tools. Yeah, I, th- I think your first question around the the, the the continuity site, right, is an interesting one. I mean, like SunGuard has been kind of known for years to provide that as a additional facility where you can just have a room and, and move your people to if you need to in a disaster. I'd say, yeah, I, I think we're starting to see with the advent of kind of a more hybrid cloud approach, not necessarily needing that physical second location for your end users or for, for work. Um, it's interesting though, I do a lot of work in the public safety field and they of course can't send their work you know, folks home, right? The emergency dispatches and things like that. But what we're seeing is they're starting to ramp up and bring more people in. They're overloading some of their facilities and having to go to their backup site, which to the point of that DR facility, when was the last time they tested from over there? So this kind of, yeah. it kind of shifted the conversation a little bit. Instead of having a DR scenario, now we've kind of got a, 
a utilization scenario of both sides. So, right. So they, they've kind of had to, to be stressed to say, you know, wasn't when was the last time we tested this facility for a failover? But when was the last time we tested this facility because we had to bring everybody in? Um, yeah. So a little flip to that to that question you have. But um, I do think we'll see more and more facilities going away for just that that cold facility for people to come into when they need to. I think one of the one of the interesting things with this particular situation with COVID-19 is that it kind of goes beyond the business continuity. I think most people's business continuity plans are based around you know, a couple of weeks. It's, it's a fairly short time that, you, that you've got to plan for. Whereas here, you know, where we're talking about weeks and possibly months of disruption and people working from home. And I think that's, that, that was the big change. I think for our organization with a lot of the business continuity was there would be a few people in each department were deemed the key workers who they would have to have to cater for. And now it's the realization that they've got to cater for pretty much the entire organization. All right. So uh, with that, I want to thank you guys for joining me today on the podcast. A lot of great tips, great things to think about, uh, and hopefully we'll have you back on uh, soon. We will get over uh, COVID-19. Things will go back to normal um, let's hope they, they get back to normal so- sooner rather than later. But thanks again, guys. I really appreciate the time and we'll see you online. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Angela. Thanks, Angela. All right. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to check out the Nutanix online community at next.nutanix.com where we have blogs and links to resources, including Nutanix user groups and Nutanix education information. If you haven't already, consider subscribing to the podcast on Apple, iTunes, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So with that, from your friends here at Nutanix, be safe and have a great week.